From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Here we go, hour number three, the big and wild outdoors. Brendan Gunn, Jonathan Swindle in the studio today. Uh, Glenn's out messing around and uh, Bill's up in PA and Carlos is uh, Memorial Week ending it and uh, Vince is out supposedly fishing and uh, shooting some sort of show today for his show, Living the uh, Water Life. So All of you can kiss our butts. Everybody's out doing what they got to do and I, I, I wanted to bring that up because uh, our friend, uh, guy who calls the show quite a bit, uh, Mr. Tom Free. He's listening to us uh, in Iceland. Uh, he's actually listening in uh, Grindavik, Grindavik, Iceland. And uh, he was texting. He was texting me back and forth, and uh, I said, "Man, you got there pretty quick. I didn't take very long." And he said, six hours and forty-five minutes of flight time." And I said, "Including from Tampa, because I thought they went from here to New York and then New York over to Iceland." He said, "Dude, you fly out of Orlando." Iceland there, nonstop from Tampa, uh, I mean, to Orlando, stride over there. And you know what? That seems to be like the big destination Now, what is he doing in Iceland? Uh, Right now, he's at the Blue Lagoon. (laughs) So, at the Blue Lagoon Retreat in Iceland. My sister went over there uh, last year and had a blast. They said they loved it. It's like the new vacation place to go to. Iceland. I thought it was funny. My sister went over there to see the culture and uh, see it. She saw it on Travel Channel and, you know, the food. Oh, so the snowflakes and the liberals haven't ruined it yet, is what you're trying to say. And she went over there just to see it and see the thermo stuff and the glaciers and all that stuff. Tom Free goes over there. When I talk to him, he's like, "Uh, I think they hunt reindeer over here, so I'm going to be checking out some hunts. Muskox. Because I'm going to be checking out some hunts and things over here in Iceland. See what uh, see what they're shooting over here. Different mindset altogether. I you love know? Tom Free. <laughs> I do too. And uh, well, hi Tom. Have fun on your little uh, mini vacay over there in Iceland, man. Have a good time. Oh, by the way, it's one o'clock in the afternoon over there. I had to look it up. I was like, what time is it over there? Yeah, there you go. It's one o'clock. So they're a little bit behind Just us. Having a big and wild lunch. Big and wild lunch. Uh, the man that you heard at the top of the hour doing the intro, Randy Price, you know him, you love him, you know, many, many years on WQYK FM for the longest time. Uh, also uh, was our producer here for a little while, just before Knock came in. And uh, then he got his full-time morning show gig going on up there around Brooksville. And uh, I saw on his Facebook page, uh, he hasn't left the show for very long and uh, he's become a killer. I guess our influence was on him, man. He's all good and all that stuff. And uh, if you missed his we show. we got a string. We're murderers row. What are you talking about? I know. If you missed him on Friday, uh, he had a little conversation on the uh, air on Friday. And uh, I wanted to play it for you because uh, it, it makes me feel good, knowing that Randy listened to what it is that we told him. Can you play it for us, Knock? JR just ran in the studio. What you got for me, buddy? Randy, talk huh. to me. What happened to the, to your ride out there? My car? Yeah. Well, look out the window. Oh, oh man. Did you hit something? Uh, oh, man. Did you hit something on the oh, way in? Oh, man. Uh, on the what? interstate coming into work this morning, a coyote darted out in front of me? No. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's being right now. I'm going down the road at a substantial rate of speed. Okay, and uh, <laughs> you're the thumb. Man. Well, I, I, I was trying to think, can I avoid it? But it looked at me and said, am I going to go right or am I going to go left? Well, I decided I'm not swerving. You know, I'll flip this car. Um, so, boom, boom. Yeah. Eesh. I'm looking out there earlier and I go, well, is there wow. something wrong out there? Throw your suspension off or your steering off. My suspenders are fine. <laughs> and, uh, although they got a little tight when that just happened. I'm one grateful guy. The good Lord watched out over Randy again this morning. Thanks. Uh, what's going on with traffic? Well, I tell you, uh, road's looking pretty clear. Looking pretty clear right now, but Randy also, you know what? I was kind of miffed because he didn't thank us. We're the ones who taught him that when an animal runs out in front of you and runs out in front of your car, don't swerve. Don't swerve. I know that's your natural instinct to do, but don't swerve. You have a bumper on your car. It's manufactured so that it will take the hit and, and save your family. You don't swerve off because as soon as you swerve off, then you get on the grass, you get over on that pea gravel or a NASCAR, you get up there in the marbles, and next thing you know, you're oversteering and next, and you're bouncing off a tree. Mm-hmm. If you just keep it straight just and hit it, just hit it, just hit it. That's I'm sorry. As a matter of fact, they tell you when it comes to deer, uh, some people like to speed Pick up. Pick a lane and drive through. You speed up because you're either going to hit it and knock it forward in front of you or put it underneath your car. Most cars are designed nowadays where it actually kind of goes underneath the car, you know, so it's not so bad. And so uh, I remember Randy, we told him a, a couple of years ago, he was talking about that. You know, driving around, I got all those deer running out in front of me and all that stuff. Uh, my wife's always swearing. I go, dude, you don't do that. You just psh, go, you hit them, hit them. It's what your car is designed to do. And you can actually go see the damage that the Coyote did. It actually took off. You know, nowadays cars are, the front end's basically kind of plasticky kind of stuff. Yes. So it caught it on the passenger side, and all that plastic is just like, like, blowed up. Blowed up everywhere. Okay. Uh, this I'm just is happy just that a, that another glaring example of why you need to go see the folks at Brandon Ford and get you a nice, full-size <laughs> pickup truck. <laughs> With a push bar with on the a front. ranch hand or some other type sure. of bumper device that you know you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. just go straight. Don't ever curve. Well, we're just glad that Randy made it through his uh, little adventure. I'm glad he's okay, unscathed, and that he's fine. Uh, an article that also came out this past week that uh, Jonathan wanted to bring up, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, it's going to make a lot of you kind of upset, but something. Uh, that's another angle. You know, we've said it here on the many, many times on this show that gun legislation is about gun control, and it's not about gun control. It's about total removal of firearms from society. Mm-hmm. That's the end game. It's about control. They won't tell you those things to your face. They'll just go, well, it's common sense. It's common sense stuff. We just want this. We just want that. And it's a never-ending we want. So this thing that just came out, was it a comedian or somebody that said that archery now leads to gun violence? Uh, no, that would be the uh, one and only Captain Ted, who is the song that we play, Mr. Nugent himself. Yeah. Uh, there is a gentleman, and forgive me because I'm trying to contain myself, 
uh, there's a gentleman, no, say me, let me say it like the right. There's an idiot in New Jersey that said that they want to ban archery because it leads to gun violence. Who is this person? Is he a councilman, a politician, a comedian? I, I, I just, who, who, does it even say who he is? Hold please. He just made the comment that archery somehow, some way, Leads to what? It's like an entry-level violence starter, I guess? Uh, I'm looking through the article right now, and it hasn't named a... It hasn't pinpointed one exact person, and I've already shared it on my Facebook page. Uh, but it's... Their council is... The bill is there. Or, yeah. The bill is on the table. And it's basically kind of brushing through the article. It's basically how they operate. It's how they operate on everything because they don't have a spine strong enough to say it to your face that that's what they want to do. Um, they're trying to sneak it in on the piggyback or piggyback in on something else. And, you know, my, my whole comment or my whole statement to this is, is to all of you archery hunters out there who now, and now I'm going to talk down to everybody a little bit. So all of you people out there who are archery hunters who say, well, go ahead, let them ban the guns, let them ban the ARs, let them ban this, let them ban that. Here you go, folks. Period. End of discussion. They want to take it all. It's not going to stop with guns. They're not going to stop with bows. They're not going to stop with anything. They're going to run your flipping lives if you let them. Oh, man. So. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I, I don't understand how they could even do that. Uh, I, I, I see the article that you sent to me. It said the New York State proposal to ban archery for allegedly contributing to gun violence makes its way to South New Jersey. Save Jersey founder and blogger-in-chief Matt Rooney joined the Chasing News A panel this week and took aim at this latest far-left uh, preoccupation. Once again, we have people who are a special kind of stupid who try to get attention in this way, uh, proposing solutions in search of a problem. He said that uh, these people are, shouldn't be taken seriously. I mean, should we uh, ban bubble gum because it's the same motion in your Mouth is chewing tobacco. So uh, I don't know how it could be that if you claim that a bow and a string and shooting it at a target. No, oh, I'm doing some research on this. This well, is going to get fun. I'm gonna, what's going to be interesting to me is see how the liberals, which bows they pick out as the assault bows. Now, are we talking recurves? Are we talking stick bows? Are we talking those scary mechanical things with the strings and the cables and you can hold it back for an hour yeah and aim yeah it's a sniper bow hit a target at 100 yards it's a salt sniper bow they're coming for him buddy coming for your bow oh yeah it's a big and wild outdoors hold on bill brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors and brandon ford Welcome back, everybody. I think I'm out outdoors. Brandon Jonathan in the uh, studio today. Should and, we go to him? Because you know what he's calling for. Uh, in a minute. But uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, Jonathan's little story about uh, New York and New Jersey looking at taking away the scholastic uh, program for archery because uh, of the. It's a gateway, I guess, to uh, gun violence. And of course, it was. Uh, 
Brought up by a uh, council person, New York District 67, Mrs. Uh, Linda Democrat Rosenthal. She said, literally, marksmanship programs in public schools were once popular, but a rise in gun violence and school shootings in recent years has spurred a long overdue reevaluation of their place in our student curriculum. She wants to uh, do away with the archery classes. The kids go out. <clears throat> and they shoot uh, little bows at uh, targets, and somehow they are now going to become. They learn a uh, discipline. They're going to become uh, uh, shooters. Yeah, I don't think so. What do you say, Bill? Well, I, I just caught the end of it. I didn't, I didn't get a whole lot of what you were talking about. Well, thanks for calling the show and putting in your two cents. And give me for some listening. good news. We appreciate it because right now I'm about to explode. Well. <laughs> I got I got me a real nice long beard on the ground, about ten inch beard or. So. What'd you shoot it with? Uh, my little gun, my Remington eight seventy. You didn't use a bow. Did you start with a bow? Because if you started with a bow, then it led to the Remington eight seventy. No, no, but it, it would have been a long shot for a bow. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> are you For sure me, are you sure because linda rosenthal says that you know the only reason you ended up with that 870 out there killing uh god's creatures is because somehow or another you started with a bow that I think. poor defenseless turkey uh, exactly no, no no uh archery tends to be a regression it, it you start you start with the gun and then as you turn around one a little bit more challenge you go to the bow and then people who are really looking for a lot of challenge end up being recurves and longbows well isn't that something you actually go even more primitive than what you started out with. Yes, isn't that crazy how that seems? Well, as hunters, we we progress and we like we like to start getting a little bit more of a challenge. Ooh, this bugger's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a did you? Hey, did you just feel like you got kicked in the you know what's right there? <laughs> no, because I pictured him trying to lift up a cooler full of beer. Yeah, <laughs> such a subtle way to like introduce that into the yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Go. Oh man, this thing is so big. Oh my gosh, yeah. No one cares that you killed a turkey. No one. No one yeah. cares. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Hey, where's the pictures, man? Come exactly. On. You know, usually we get the pictures before we get the phone call. Um, I, I just wanted to turn around and get the phone call done. Our picture will be right behind it. Oh, sure. I'm on yeah. top of a hill and have some good signal. So Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, you know, no pictures, no proof, my friend. This is just a dead phone call to us. Well, man. Say, uh, we get the, you see not type in Bill George, and it says kill turkey. And I'm like, <laughs> I pick up my phone, and I'm like, wait a minute. He didn't kill a turkey. He I haven't got a turkey. picture yet. Maybe he's talking about killing a turkey. I has he know. got one in front of him? Are we going to hear it live on the radio? <laughs> get one executed well, we, we live we on the radio? We started the day, there was about six of them gobbling, and uh, there's four jakes and two long beards, and uh, we turned around, we've been chasing them around, chasing them around, and finally had to wait. They went, fed off for a little while, and they were coming back, and we waylaid them. That's so, nice. That a boy. Well, you better hurry well, up, because uh, I think up in Pennsylvania, turkey season actually ended yesterday. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You could be in big I trouble. I got to go get my nephew one now. Oh, oh, okay. So you're not done? No, no, no. He's a no. he's a git now. Now this nephew, how old is he? Uh, eighteen. Just turned eighteen. Yeah. Does he shoot a bow? He does. He does. He's taken a number of deer with archery. So, but that's because that's because my brother hunts archery, and Pennsylvania is nice enough to let you use a crossbow during archery season. Yes. And so up here, as he was a youth. He was able to participate where he still wouldn't be able to draw a bow back. He was able to participate because 
he was able to use that crossbow. But on Florida, on public land, you can't use a crossbow during archery season yet. Ah, I see how it goes. But we'll have to work on that. Well, congratulations on uh, turkey number two, right? That's uh, for the second trip. This is uh, two two for PA. (laughs) Two for PA. Now, how big is this one? Did you say it was a Jake? No, no, about 10-inch beard, inch inch and a quarter, spurs, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. How, much nice. is he, how, much, how much is he weighing, that big, fat Eastern? He, he's, I don't know, but he's heavy. Putting him on my back was tough. <laughs> is it raining up there? Or, I mean, what's the weather no, like? No, no, it is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. So, so what does that mean? Is it like 92 degrees and no humidity? Uh, no, it's it'll get up in the 80s today, but uh, blue skies, few little wispy clouds, um, you know, it, it's just gorgeous. Well, just this again, is, um, we're out here shooting turkeys. We have beautiful weather, and yeah. you guys are sitting there and uh shoot in a lawn or a closet box watching it rain but yeah, yeah love you bill yeah this you has been an exciting anyways jonathan you just feed them and watch them <laughs> this has been an exciting phone call thanks so much you're for killing me all right y'all have a wonderful day love you bill be Back careful you, go get one this afternoon okay all yeah. right the only reason i'm talking that way is because i'm extremely jealous no oh, well it it, need, it needed to take my mind off the situation because right now I'm literally like that bear at the zoo that's pacing back and forth. Is, is that what it is? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should have laid off the coffee, the big and wild coffee. And, uh, it would have been so good. I, uh, you know what, though? Democrats are going to do what Democrats do, and these uh, people do further an agenda are going to uh, do what they well, got to do to keep it up there. And, and they'll the sad, say something outrageous so they get all this press, and then they'll back off of it later on, but it's too late. It's already it's in the wind. Well, you know? and it's already the sad there. part, like for me, we, we do a Joad program at Arrowhead Archery. Um, I'm very fortunate and very pleased to say that I have a level four instructor, and there's not very many of those around. We're all – I'm certified – Sean that works for me certified the people that are involved with the show are involved in the program are all certified instructors. And the frustrating thing for me is, is people, people don't understand uh, the a statement like that. What frustrates me the most is that a statement like that is so far off base to see kids. I mean, let, uh, let's just put it out there, folks. And let's, you know, we're not the everybody gets a, we are the everybody gets a participation trophy. If you come out of the Panfish Challenge, you'll see that. But, you know, we know there are people that can't play football or can't play sport or basketball, baseball, can't play sports, do anything like that. You know, Trinity sportsmen, they're, you know, the stuff that they do with Dennis and them, you know, the, there's things that you can get kids involved that don't involve a video game controller. And the frustrating thing for me is to see a dimwit. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I called you dimwit. My apologies to my mom who can get on me later for saying that about a lady, but you're a dimwit, you know, because you got something that a kid can get into. And if they want to hunt, they can hunt. If they just want to target shoot, they can target shoot. I mean, for me to watch those kids come into that class, Eight, nine, ten years old. My kids, you know, they love shooting their bows. Sure, they do. And Your kids, when they come up there, they shoot the bows and they have a good time. They really do. And you know what? It's, it's a sense of accomplishment and it teaches discipline, as you pointed out, patience. 
all those other things that that is required to to shoot a bow. It's not just going out there with a rubber tip and uh, shooting your little sister, see if it'll stick on her butt. You know, I mean, it's it's actually it's a dedication and a profession where if you go out and you watch target shooters, or, or better yet. Go watch the Olympics and go watch those archery shooters and tell me that they're not out there with 100%, you know, well, the, hawk vision, yeah. concentration, trying to keep that arrow in that little teeny tiny circle at what is it? Well, the lady, yards the, the lady that's leading our program, multiple national titles, world. She's one of the people you could pull her up on YouTube right now, shooting in world games. Is she using one of those assault bows that has a stabilizer? Oh, you dang and a right, buddy! It's and, got uh, the long stabilizers, the uh-huh. magnified scope, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, see, that's uh, you know, liberals will grab onto that and they'll call that an assault sniper bow. So, uh, I can tell you, Trinity Sportsmen's—they're out there preaching. They're out there giving a message of God. I mean, seriously, you're instilling that along with archery in there uh, in those kids. They're not going to grow up to be evil people. They're not going to do it. It says right there in the good book, pick up your bow, pick up your quiver, go out and get me some venison. Go yep. do your job. Go do what you got to do. So Come back. We got to talk to Mark. I need to hear some more good news. Okay, we can do that. He's going to talk about fishing. And speaking of more kids, there yeah, you go. Mark's doing some great things out there with the kids. If you don't want to do archery, go do fishing. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to take a fast one. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Big sale going on today. Go see him. Jeez. Welcome back, making my hold does Brendan and uh, Jonathan in the studio today. Mark's on the phone. Good morning, Mark. How are you, Mark? Doing well. How are y'all? How are you on this rainy Saturday, my friend? Well, hook the boat up, uh, take the wifey uh, out, and first thing this morning, it already started raining on us, so we didn't even get a chance to go. Well, you know what? It's just rain. It's you know, you were in the shower this morning. It's no big deal. Brayden, I'll tell you this. I had every intention to go across that lake going 80 miles an hour just to scare the bejesus out of my wife because she's never been in my new boat. <laughs> what, what is the new boat? Well, it's the same boat that y'all saw. It's the, the oh, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah it's the Phoenix with the 250 Mercury on it, but she's never been in a boat over about 40 miles an hour. So I, I intended to absolutely peel her ears back. In a, in a rain, that would be very painful. Yeah, that, that, that would hurt. Just, yeah, never mind. That's not fun at all. I, I told her I was going to take the roof away today. Take the what now? You broke up. I said, take the roof on her today. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you broke up again, so, so we didn't hear. He's going to take it real easy on her today. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, take it easy on her. Well, now... Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard us uh, during the break. We were talking about uh, doing things with kids. And, of course, we got the Panfish Challenge coming up. And we encourage all everybody to go out and do some uh, uh, archery with their kids, whether it be with Trinity Sportsman's or go out there to uh, Arrowhead Archery and do some of the stuff out there with Jonathan's crew. But you are doing stuff out there at your shop that is, I mean, dude, I can't believe the crowds of people that show up for these events. It's awesome. Yeah, we've had about 150 uh, kids that were interested in coming to our June 2nd event. Uh, we put a cap of about 100 people um, that have paid a deposit. Uh, we asked uh, for this event to take a $10 deposit that is 100% refundable back to the family whenever they show up. 
but I just wanted to get a hard number of at least 100 kids. Um, but our last event, I mean, it was such a success uh, to see, you know, kids, and I'm talking boys and girls, from ages 4 to 15 years old learning how to throw a cast net, um, learning how to bait their own hooks, how to tie their own knots, how to cast, how to do all these things. I mean, it was just the most, it, it was an amazing thing. You know, I, I had a little four-year-old girl by the name of Dixie who was throwing a cast net. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good on Dixie. Good job. Yeah, it, it was the cutest thing you've ever seen. Exactly. That's funny. Uh, well, now, these things, this event that goes on, uh, I know that you're uh, you're doing it like once a month or something, twice a month. How, how often are you doing these things? No, we're doing three a year. Um, so we did one in the beginning, you know, in the spring season. Right. Um, now we're doing one June 2nd. And then the end of the year will be in October. I believe it's October 13th. Y'all can find that on my site. Don't quote me on that. Well, that's good. But, um, yeah, we're doing two, you know, kind of clinics to teach everyone how to do everything. And then the one in October, we're actually going to be on the waterway somewhere in Tampa. We're just waiting on the, the mayor's approval on where to go. And we're going to actually have like a onshore fishing kind of a tournament slash derby to where they can, you know, take everything that we've taught them in the first two classes and then go out there and, and you know, put it to use. Catch fish. That's good on you. You know what? You should do it there at that river walk thing because I've never yeah, seen that, anybody that catch anything so there. Unique. Yeah, so well, unique over there. Well, you know what? With all that light at night, I always think, man, you know there's got to be some honker snook laying underneath there. Man, there, there really does. Yeah. With all those yeah, blue lights. Redneck, if you walk through a public body of water and think, there's got to be fish right there. Well, you know, with all those blue lights and everything, they have all the bridges lit up at night and stuff. I'm like, dude, you know, there's bait some Bait collection. Big, yes. There's some, big, right. there's some big right. old boys hanging in there. Well, now, if these kids, when they go to these things, uh, I know you said that they learned about cast netting and baiting, but do you also let them try out different rods and reels like bait casters and open reels? And I mean, do you go through the whole we gambit? Do. Yeah, we do. We have a casting, um, I, I call it a casting pit, but it's like uh, six lanes of casting. We have a casting game that the kids can hook these little plastic fish. Nice. Uh, but we have like the Zepco 202 combos completely rigged. We have spinning combos completely rigged, and we teach these kids how to how to do all those things. Um, not so much the bait casting, because even adults sometimes struggle with oh that. Oh, my gosh. Method. Um, but you know, the, the 202 stuff and the, and the spinning stuff, I mean, these kids truly, uh, they, they learn so much faster today. It's amazing. Well, I got to ask you, do they make a 202 in what the uh, freshwater guys call left-handed? Are, uh, are, no, I don't know. Are they I, I all right-handed? Know. I think they're all yeah. right-handed. And yeah, I, I'm not sure. I believe that they are right-handed. I know they do make some that are, you, you know, just have to turn and flip it over. sides and, you know, <laughs> they, they they make some hundred dollar Zepco reels now. I mean, it's it's amazing. Oh, I know. I mean, it's not like you know your old two hundred two that you could drop in the bottom of the boat and beat up and then go get another one at Kmart for you know ten ten bucks. It's uh, that's right. It's that's uh, right. some of them are pretty nice. Uh, now well, I'm not I'm not the only one with the kids event coming up. So let I uh, I want to give y'all a shout out as well. Y'all well, got one coming up just right around the corner as well. Yeah, a few days later. That's what I was going to say. Yours is a warm-up. So all those kids that are out there, we expect to see them out they at go the practice Challenge. They can practice. Uh, not that they can throw too many cast nets at uh, Lake Panasaki, <laughs> but they can certainly use all the techniques of baiting and everything else and all that stuff. 
So, That's right. You know, they'll, they'll learn how to tie all the knots to get all the brim hooks and everything all, all put on themselves and learn how to <laughs> rig the live bait. So it, it ought to be pretty good. I'm sorry. My mind is just on is going 90 to nothing right now. I could so see Glenn or somebody like that out there. Y'all, they're riding around in a boat, and all of a sudden you go by somebody that rents one of Jim's pontoon boats, and you see a little six, eight-year-old on the front. Chucking a six or eight foot cast net. Darn right, man. <laughs> Whip it out there. You got to do this at Southeastern Yeah, exactly. You realize that's not, you can't, or uh, any of those fish you catch aren't legal, right? Huh? Well, the, the bad part is, is that uh, if it's a saltwater kid, they'll have a net full of brim and they'll go, Dad, what do oh we do with all this bait? Gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are we use this bait for? Well, that's awesome, man. And I know that you're doing great things out there. And, uh, how is the, uh, the other thing going on with the, uh, the bucket giveaway and all that stuff? Is that still going on or are you done with that? It is. Yeah. We have a big raffle, you know, for those that, that don't know, you know, my store, um, you can go to fishsoutheastern.com, um, and, and learn more about the kids events and stuff like that. But, uh, what you're, what you're talking about is the raffle. And what we do is, um, we've compiled, four different categories into these big, you know, water bags, um, boat bags. So we have a $100 offshore boat bag full of tackle for offshore, same thing with inshore, same thing with bass, and same thing with panfish. So what we're doing is we're selling $10 bundles of tickets um, for, you know, a winner to win one of these big bags. Um, Now, the one that I have coming up on Monday, which is going to be a Facebook Live drawing, will be for the monthly bag, which is a $500 bag, a Barracuda cast net, and a combo. Nice. Um, And all of these proceeds, this is how I fund my kids' initiatives for the entire year. Um, So we'll take every bit, 100% of this money, and that's how we get all the combos. That's how we get all the tackle. That's how we get everything that we are going to give each child as they leave our facility at at the end of the event. You know, when they come here to learn, we're going to give them a brand-new rod and rail, brand-new tackle, brand-new bag, brand-new everything. So because of this raffle, that's what makes everything possible. I liked it, man. I, I think that's a great idea to do it. Everybody wins. It's a win-win all around. Win for the kids. Win for the person who uh, put in their name in the raffle. And uh, the thing is, is it's kind of like the calendar thing. Once you pull the ticket, it doesn't go away forever, right? It goes back in again. Is that? Is, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'd never take anyone's ticket out of the pot. Uh, we probably have 500 names that are in the pot right now. And again, it just completely recirculates. So whenever I do the Facebook live deal, I have it in like a little randomizer name selector and I hit the button and, you know, Jonathan's name pops up and he gets to come in there and choose what $500 bag of tackle he wants. Uh, Barracuda cast. All right, I'm on my way. I'll see you there shortly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, you know, most importantly, you know, as you know, Braden, you know, we 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 try to put hand on community. Jonathan's the same way at his store. Sure. You know, we we like to build, you know, the the, the knowledge base of tomorrow's fisherman and hunter. Um, you know, we we like to give because, as you know, I'm in a community that 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 can you know, that can take a lot of this knowledge base and put it to good use get the kids off the couch uh get them into doing better things get them into doing things that we grew up doing and that we love Mm -hmm. you know so you know we uh, we took it upon ourselves to 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 really stretch the limits and, and and grow it as big as we can unfortunately as you know my store can't handle more than about 100 kids 
Uh, we close off the parking lot to do all these things, park across the street at the church. And, you know, we just we want to be able to have a hands-on style of atmosphere to really give each kid, you know, our undivided attention to teach them exactly what they need to know to get dangerous. That's hey, nice, man. I got a question real quick, Mark. I had a guy uh, ask me this this week at the shop. Um, used equipment. What do you guys, do y'all do trades, consignment, or what? Because I had a guy who was telling me he might have some old reels, rods, bait and tackle, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we uh, we do have a very large selection of used product. Uh, how the used product works is whenever you do bring in the goods, we buy it from you. We don't do any consignment. So if you want to you know, take your old equipment, trade it in, and get new equipment, we'll buy that old equipment off of you. Um, you'd be shocked and see how many people like some of the older generational goods that are yeah. still out on the market, the USA-made stuff. A lot of people still collect that stuff and um, or need parts, you know, to complete their Oh, stuff. yeah. So, you know, we buy a lot of used equipment, get them into some of the newer, you know, stuff that's out there on the market today. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, we do everything from rod reel repair, cast net repair, we buy used merchandise, and of course, we have every single major vendor in today's business. You know, there at my store. I know, man. You guys do great things. Now, I have to ask you the all important one. You ready? I am. Do you have the measuring devices for the CCA tournament? Do you have them out there? There, as you walk in the front door and look at my <laughs> extra tough shoes, they're sitting right there. Are they? Okay, so you're a pickup yeah. place. That's a good thing. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, if anybody doesn't know, for the bigger kids, uh, the CCA uh, big, you know, statewide huge tournament, uh, you know, started what yesterday, day before yeah. yesterday. Yep. And um, uh, that one there, you really need to go and uh, pick up a pamphlet and pick up your measuring device. I think they even have them out of G five out there as well. Um, there's ten thousand dollars riding around out there on a dolphin's back somewhere out there. You go pick up a Dorado that has a nice big tag sticking out of the back of it. That's a ten thousand dollar fish, dude. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. that's why I can't believe that you let the wife let talk taste you really going, good. Talk you into going into freshwater today. Come on, man. Yeah, well, you know, we just wanted to keep it close to to the house, just because of this weather. We didn't know what it was going to do, and you know, once I decided to to put the boat back in, you know, I, I drove to the neighborhood to, to go get some donuts for my wife across the street at Seven Eleven, and as I come back in, I have ten beautiful ducks flying in. To my little retention ditch at the front of my neighborhood, and I'm about to brush in a blind and go whacking some. Ah, we don't. You can't do that. It's illegal. It's not that time of year. Oh, oh, I didn't say that out loud. No, you didn't. Yeah. You were thinking it somewhere in a different time. Mark, thank you That's- so much for the call, man. We'll see you soon. All right. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Stay dry this weekend. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And I just got a text. Yes, they do have the CCA measuring stuff and the pamphlets out of G5 as well. Uh, So you can go get your uh, division stuff. And we're also brought by Brandon Ford. Uh, Memorial Day weekend sale going on today. Thank you, Doc. We'll be back. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for uh, Mark calling in today and uh, Gino and everybody who called the show. Wade called in earlier this morning, and we appreciate the phone calls. Uh, we thank you, Tom Free, for listening to the show while you're hanging out on vacation in Iceland. And uh, it's just been I have a- to say he wins the award in my radio career. 
for uh, distance? Yes. For no. Oh, wait. Were you here when we got the call from uh, Jacob down at uh, Genesis in South Africa? Well, you know, I've done a couple of other radio shows myself, too. And oh, that's true. Most, uh, most of the other shows that I was on, everything usually remained in either United States or Canada. So yeah. I well, just call Canada Northern USA. So. Well, well, listening is not calling, but that's all. <laughs> or texting from there, is, I guess, counts. <laughs> messages, messages received. Messages received. Uh, before we get out of here this morning, uh, we just want to say a, a, a quick shout out to our, our good friend, uh, David Hogg. Uh, thank you for making shopping a pleasure again or not a pleasure again. It depends on which way you look at it. Uh, of course, you know, uh, this past week, when uh, it was found out that uh, our good friends over at Public Supermarkets decided to back uh, Adam Putman, not because of his stance on firearms. I would think, see, as a Floridian, I thought, well, you know For what? his overall candidacy. Not only that, but because of his great and tremendous work that he's done for agriculture in this state. And if I'm not mistaken, Publix has a very large produce section. Yeah. And also deals with beef and yeah. chicken. And sausage and yeah. hamburger and everything else that yeah. falls under the category of agriculture. So, as uh, for their support, I'm sure it had to do a lot more with the agricultural side of young Adam Putman than it did with his uh, oh, oh yeah with his and, stance on firearms. Oh yeah, fix say and oh yeah. By the way, as he so eloquently put it, yes, I am a sellout for the NRA because I believe that the NRA stands up for everybody's rights and. He agrees with the Second Amendment, well, that, and that, you yeah, know that's that's uh, that's you're talking about a guy you're you're, you're talking about a guy who out of out of his own pocket, along with help from other people, has probably just like Tom Free and a lot of the other guys has probably taken more wounded warriors and veterans hunting and helped to get people back, especially those people since we're on the Memorial Day to you know topic. Uh, has helped to get more of those people, for lack of a better term, out and about and back into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, that you never see uh, cameras following him around or, you know, yeah, on the doesn't news ask for, for any of that. You don't get any of that publicity, but uh, heaven forbid that, uh, you know, he uh, gets a check from the NRA for his uh, for his uh, political campaign. And, uh, you know, firearm owners, we love him as well and concealed weapons uh, licensed people. We really appreciate Adam because uh, he was the guy. Believe it or not, that the concealed weapons license falls under the category of Department of Agriculture in the state of Florida. And he's the guy who said, well, how many people are working on this? Because it's taken like six months for people to get their concealed permit. It's like, uh, I think there's like five or six of us when, you know, Nancy's here on time. I think there's like six of us, but mostly there's five. He went, no. Yeah, we're going to change that. We're going to streamline it. We're going to make it a lot Kick easier. It in the rear end. <laughs> we're going to get this system a lot better and and do the background checks and do everything that we need to do to to get this moving well, along. Former, I mean, my father in law has his concealed carry permit because of him passing or signing the legislation for uh, former military yeah. to be able to get their concealed carry. So with uh, their, I'm not. Know. I'm not going to tell you where to shop. I'm not going to tell you where to go. That's up to you. You're a, you're a free person. You live in the United States. Uh, I will say that uh, I was happy to hear the publics at first was saying that uh, you know they supported Adam, and now believe it or not, you know they're the the left is taking this as a victory. But you know what publics actually said was they didn't back off of Adam. What they said was you know we're just going to suspend all of our political donations for a while. 
we'll just let this David Hogg kid blow over and let him uh, his his high school friends and his uh, idiots with no jobs go lay down in a public supermarket somewhere down south because they sure the world didn't do it over here. Well, the sad sad part about it is I shared it, and I've had a lot of people who said the same thing that I did. You know, first off, uh, this whole story, you're out there drawing chalk lines in the parking lot. Okay, first off, that's private property that they own that you're defacing. Uh, Second off, you're causing a disturbance at a public store, not a public's public store, or a public area that is privately owned and that is a privately owned business that if you don't agree with what they do, let me educate you little, you know, snowflakes out there. If you don't agree with what they do, don't shop there. If you don't like, like we, we had John in here talking about the hunting and outdoor television stuff. If you don't like what they show, change the channel. It's that simple. If you don't want to hear these two awesome studs on the radio right now, change the channel. That's what's good about America. You have choices. Thank you. Oh, look at there. There's a Thank kid. You have choices. You. There's a kid who knows. And uh, never mind. Yeah, that's what Howard Stern It's Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to have a fun time. So Yeah, well, you know what? Wherever you go this weekend, go have a fun time, whether it be raining or windy or whatever it is, uh, as long as you're with the kids And every family. soldier you see, walk up to them, hug their neck, and tell them thank you for giving us a chance to deal with all this crap. And for still being here. Yes. I mean, uh, we got to remember that there's a difference between Memorial Day and uh, Veterans, Day. Veterans Day. And today is a day about memorials. It's not a day to uh, go out and celebrate uh, all the things that you think are appropriate. And if you do, at least take the time to uh, reflect on it a little remember bit. Remember there are people who gave you that right. That's that's absolutely right. Well, you know, sad part is is we didn't get to get to the twenty deer hunting lies your granddaddy told you today. Oh, you got so you got to holster that one. I'll save that one for next week. I'll save it and we'll go over that because that maybe Glenn will be here and because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know his grandpappy told him some great whoppers back in the day. I tell you, the one we should have in here for that show is Steve Austin because his granddad oh, told him Lord. some things Dude, that uh, we could have. You could have a panel like you had last week of just six or eight of us that it would be just it'd golden be chaos it'd be total chaos <laughs> i will uh, before we get out of here i will tell you this one that one of the greatest stories that i think that steve ever shared with me about his uh his uh, extended family i think it was either his grandfather or he had an uncle who uh every deer that that uh, steve ever shot when he was a young man not knowing a lot about deer anatomy or anything else as you know a youth hadn't learned it yet his uncle would always volunteer to uh as Steve was cleaning his deer, he would always volunteer to help remove the poison glands. <laughs> and he wanted to take the poison glands out of the deer so that Steve wouldn't be poisoned and that, you know, he'd been doing it for so long that he was immune to it. And, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll do that. Did those I'll glands those happen out. to be on the inside of the, uh, yes, they, yes, they were, <laughs> those, there were two poison glands that run down the inside of the back of a deer's spine. And, uh, they just happened so to be Steve, solid meat, but. So, <laughs> So as Steve is uh, cleaning his deer, he would always, you know, after he got done with the initial cleaning of the cavity, would oh back my. off and go, well, Grandpa Tom, or whatever his name was, he's like, <laughs> you can come over and get the poison glands now. And he'd be like, okay, I'll be over there in a second. And he'd go there and he'd remove the poison glands out of there, out of each and every one of Steve's deer. <laughs> Until one day, his dad or somebody else goes, what are you doing? 
He said, uh, you know, Grandpa's taking out the poison gland so I don't get poisoned. He's immune to it. And he's like, what's he taking out? And he goes, these What does Grandpa the- do with the poison glands when he takes them out of the deer? Cook them? <laughs> Why do they go in his cooler? <laughs> Actually, they went through the, I think they got it's cooked. For research purposes, boy. <laughs> they got cooked that very night. <laughs> How long did he let this go on for? Oh, dude, he was... Oh, when I see... I cannot wait to see Steve Austin. Into his older teens. You know, I think he was like 17, 18 before he finally, you know, somebody said, dude... Wait a second. You're letting him take the tenderloins out of that that deer. How long has he been doing? I don't know, like 20 or 50 times. I don't know how many times over deer. I don't know. He's taking every one of them. They're poison glands. No, they're not. The key word in this whole thing is glands, okay? I mean, I understand. Don't get me wrong. I understand he's a volunteer fan, so it's okay. We got you, got that, you know. Now you throw that in on him. You know, I mean, football season's getting close. I got to get a jump on him. True. In case Florida's not that good this year. But, I mean, when you say glands, there's a difference between a gland and a piece of muscle. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying. The tenderloins are right in the spine. You can actually see them. They they they're only about this long, you know, and they're beautiful. They're just yeah, solid, literally not an ounce of fat. They're the, probably one of the best yeah. pieces on the entire deer. Literally, you take them out of the deer, soak them in a little salt water, maybe for a couple hours. Wrap them in bacon, throw them on a grill. Just delicious. I always get so hungry after this show. <laughs> but for many, 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 many years, Steve Austin never got to know what a tenderloin actually tasted like because someone else was enjoying his poison glands. And that's how it goes. Yep. And that's how grandpas do it. Yep. And that's how you learn. All right. We're going to see you next weekend. We'll be here, I think. Are we here? Yeah, I think we I are. Guess. Uh, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, get ready for next weekend. It's going to be a good time. Head by all. Enjoy your great and wonderful weekend. Remember those who have fallen. It is Memorial Weekend. Thank all God, gave my some, brothers. Some gave all. That's right. We'll see you guys next Saturday. See, see you guys. Thanks, Knock.